Welcome to East Shore. My name is Eric Kamenetsky, and I am grateful for this opportunity to exchange pulpits with your wonderful minister, the Reverend Dr. Maria Cristina Lasidis Bergoa, this morning. I'm here to bring a good word to you, and Reverend Dr. Maria Cristina is at the Edmonds Unitarian Universalist Congregation, where I serve, bringing a good word to the Unitarian Universalists gathered there. We sang together, tis a gift to be simple, number 16 in our gray hymnal singing the living tradition. Tis a gift to be simple is a shaker hymn. The words are by Joseph Brackett. They were penned in the 18th century. When true simplicity is gained, to bow and to bend, we shan't be ashamed. To turn, turn, will be our delight till by turning, turning, we come round right. Now, your wonderful music director, Eric Lane Barnes, and I may at the moment be unindicted co-conspirators, but truth be told, we conspired on choosing the music for this service on September 5th, and sixth of this year. Does it seem to you that we were in a different world on September 5th and 6th? And perhaps it was a different world. Or perhaps it's just a different day in the same world. But the, the demands upon us are much the same. So it is good to be together. Come joyous, come grieving, come hopeful, come brokenhearted. We welcome you wherever you are on your journey. I understand that this community is on a journey that alights this month on a theme of generosity in preparation for spending this moment with you, I have been meditating on generosity of spirit. The poet Jan Richardson wrote a piece entitled, How the Light Comes. How the Light Comes. And it catches me right in the throat with its beauty when I read it aloud, but I read it aloud because it needs reading on a day when the clouds have gathered, literally and metaphorically. How the light comes. I cannot tell you how the light comes. What I know is that it is more ancient than imagining, that it travels across an astounding expanse to reach us that it loves searching out what is hidden, what is lost, what is forgotten or in peril or in pain, that it has a fondness for the body, for finding its way toward flesh, for tracing the edges of form, for shining forth through the eye, the hand, the heart. I cannot tell you how the light comes, but that it does. 
that it will, that it works its way into the deepest dark that enfolds you, though it may seem long ages in coming, or arrive in a shape you did not foresee. And so may we this day turn ourselves toward it. May we lift our faces to let it find us. May we bend our bodies to follow the arc it makes. May we open and open more and open still to the blessed light that comes. And this morning I have a second poem to share that needs sharing. This one is by the poet Pat Schneider, and the poem came back to me because of the Shaker hymn we sung, the Shaker hymn with which we opened. Because Pat Schneider writes in part about how the chair stands sturdy and foursquare. The Shaker style of furniture is simple and practical. And in times of complexity, it is helpful to have something that is simple and practical. Pat Schneider wrote about the patience of ordinary things. It is a kind of love, is it not? How the cup holds the tea, how the chair stands sturdy and four square, how the floor receives the bottoms of shoes or toes, how soles of feet know where they're supposed to be. I've been thinking about the patience of ordinary things, how clothes wait respectfully in closets, and soap dries quietly in the dish, and towels drink the wet from the skin of the back, and the lovely repetition of stairs, and and what is more generous than a window? Words of Pat Schneider. I had an experience this last week that brought me this message for you. It happened at the Shoreline Community College in Shoreline, Washington. I was there to attend an event hosted by the Shoreline Community College Foundation. I've recently accepted an appointment to this board as a director, and this luncheon was my first event. The gathering happened at the Student Union Building, and the room the luncheon was in is quite large. And even though it's a big space, it was full. It was full of every color and language and kind, and it was glorious. As a part of the program that day, we heard stories of lives interrupted and lives continued. The school's jazz band played beautifully, and the speakers were passionate about the generosity of the place. That community college is so very alive. And that luncheon was like a window on a world 
that I've determined I'm going to get to know better. As the poet Pat Schneider wrote, what is more generous than a window? That luncheon was a window on the beating heart of a community college. You know, community colleges where the rubber meets the road between every kind of life and an opportunity to find a way forward that works for the individual. It's a relational place, opening its doors widely, not unlike this congregation you all labor to bring so beautifully to life. Every kind of life and an opportunity to find a way forward that works for the individual in community. Shoreline Community College more than transcends languages, it welcomes them. It more than shows students the doors of opportunity, rather it helps them figure out how to open the doors widely and stride or roll through them with an ebullient mix of hope and pride and skill and happiness. That's the ethos of community college. Y'all come. It's a generosity of spirit, a warm welcome, a shoulder to cry on, and resources of all sorts when resources run thin. Because your average community college student has more heart and brains than money. So, of course, this was a fundraising event, and we were asked to open our wallets. And I did, and I was glad to do so. And perhaps that's the point. We gather here and we dream a world into existence. We open our hearts to the possibility that the world can be better. And we recognize that if the world is going to be better, if the world is going to get better, we will have to have a part in making it so. I'm preaching to you here in Bellevue, Washington. My spouse and I live in the city of Shoreline. You are stakeholders here and we are stakeholders there. We are stakeholders in that community on the other side of Lake Washington and we want life to work. We want life to work for people there and we want life to work for people here and we want life to work for everybody. So let me ask you a question. Do you want life to work for everybody? Do you want life to work for everybody? The city of Shoreline meets the city of Seattle at their borders. They rub right up against each other. And their borders have no respect for the problems or opportunities that lie on either side of them, though we would love to pretend that they should. Y'all keep your nonsense down there where it belongs, or up there where it belongs, depending on which side of the border you live on. I try to remember that when I cast my vote, and I make the effort to cast my vote in every election. 
The power and privilege we have may be small or great, but it is our power and privilege, and we are obliged to put it to use. Tis a gift to be simple. Tis a gift to be free. Tis a gift to come down where we ought to be. Now, this story happened on this last Friday before I came to preach for you. And for me, it points the way to a generosity of spirit that means something. This whole world is in some sore trouble of late. And I'm not convinced that I or we can fix everything that need fixing. But I subscribe to the theory that all oppressions are linked And that, like in the words of your Sunday welcome, all of us are called to work as co-conspirators in solidarity with all of us on the journey towards liberation while we work to dismantle systems of oppression. This garment of oppression is sort of like a much less desirable version of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.'s idea about us all being connected by a garment of destiny. I do see that all oppressions are linked. And if they are like a cloth that encompasses us all, we might not be able to unravel it all as individuals, but we each might could unravel some of it. Maybe the piece that is closest to us. So I wonder what would happen if we made a decision that we were each going to work on the part of the cloth of oppression that is nearest to each of us and just start picking at those threads, pulling them apart. Maybe you have access to time or money or skill or love that you can apply to pulling apart oppressions without having to travel far or even work all that hard. And maybe if we all started working right where we are, we could make our corners of the world a better place for more people right around here. I could ride my bicycle to the Shoreline Community College. It's that close to where I live. And that's part of the reason why I said yes when a friend asked me to serve with the board of their foundation. And it turns out that some of the love and skill that I have around equity and governance is just what that board is needing at this moment. So I'm going to carve off a little time to devote to helping make the Shoreline Community College accessible to more people and to more kinds of people. And maybe I'll be able to help that board make a difference. We'll find out. You know, it's a brilliant bit of symbolism that we light a chalice each week in this place. That we light a chalice when we gather in community as Unitarian Universalists. We are literally keepers and tenders of the light. And sometimes the light hangs with us and sometimes the light takes a nap. I'm good with all of it. 
and I don't mean just light in general. I mean that we are keepers and tenders of a light that means something to and for us as Unitarian Universalists. Let me read that piece by Jan Richardson to you again. How the light comes. I cannot tell you how the light comes. What I know is that it is more ancient than imagining. That it travels across an astounding expanse to reach us. That it loves searching out what is hidden, what is lost, what is forgotten, or in peril, or in pain. That it has a fondness for the body, for finding its way toward flesh, for tracing the edges of form, for shining forth through the eye, the hand, the heart. I cannot tell you how the light comes, but that it does, that it will, that it works its way into the deepest dark that enfolds you, though it may seem long ages in coming or arrive in a shape you did not foresee. And so, may we this day turn ourselves toward it. May we lift our faces to let it find us. May we bend our bodies to follow the arc it makes. May we open and open more and open still to the blessed light that comes. If we want a world that reflects our values, we will have to build a new way. And we will have to be a part of building that new way. Amen. Ashe. May it be so.